Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And before we get on to our podcast with Shruti of Hubhouse, quick shout out to cruisetax.com. It's our self-service tax website for startups who just need a tax return. Uh, it's very fast. We're doing it in 10 business days. You upload your tax documents, you answer some questions, and 10 days later, your tax return is done. It's pretty amazing. Very proud of it. it. You know, in the industry, it's usually kind of a three to six month process. So we're doing this super fast, but we have the same lovable slash intelligent slash thorough slash handsome and beautiful cruise tax CPAs doing your tax return. So it's getting the all-star treatment but at a price point that's very, very affordable for startups. So hope folks like it. Check out cruisetax.com. And now for a great podcast with Shruti. This company is really onto something. I love it. And uh, this was a fun podcast to record. Thanks. Welcome to Founders of Friends podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And my very special guest today is Shruti Merchant from Hub House. Welcome, Shruti. Hi, thank you. Thank you for coming on. So you have a really cool concept, really cool company you've been building. Maybe tell everyone kind of how you had the idea for Hub House. Yeah, absolutely. So I moved out here in 2014. I had just dropped out of med school. I didn't know anyone in the area. I basically uh, met up with seven random strangers uh, through Craigslist, and we ended up setting up our first shared home. And while we were doing that, there were just so many pain points along the way. Um, so we had to, you know, get the furniture for the house. We had to put all the housemates together. We had to fill up the last room, which came up. Um, whenever anyone moved out, we had to find somebody new to fill the room. We had one tenant who ended up being a little crazy. Um, we had to evict him. <laughs> we were all in a shared lease together. Oh, you had to really evict them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, it wasn't an actual eviction. It was more of a... Um, wait till the lease ends um, and then re-sign the lease without him on it because it's seven people yeah. to one lease. Um, yeah. Yeah. So after I moved out of that house, we realized that others were having the exact same issue. Um, housing being so expensive and so ridiculous out here was actually one of the main reasons why residents were turning down Stanford to come out here. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. We realized that there were so many trends moving in this direction. Um, 86% of millennials report feeling lonely and depressed. Close to half of renters report being rent burdened. Um, all the trends were moving towards this type of shared living and this new way of living with people. And there were 17 million people living in shared housing arrangements, but there was no no standardized way of doing it. There was no quality control. There was no brand who could actually run it, foster the community, nurture the community, and make sure the shared housing experience was this amazing experience. Yeah. Um, and so we launched our first few houses, not only to solve the housing problem, but also to tackle this problem of when I moved to a new area, I don't know anyone and it really sucks. Um, and it's yeah, so it's like good. social too, right? Because you tend to li- hang out with your roommates when you're younger, and and that's part of like the whole experience. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. It's just so difficult to meet people outside your immediate circle. And when you're new to an area, the most natural way to create that initial immediate circle is the people you live with. And so for me, I, I just wanted to build this product that I wish that I had when I moved out here. And we launched our first few homes, and we realized pretty quickly that. Not only were these communities just as strong as our original house, but we only had to seed it and create the base. And the community actually, the group of people in the house would create their own culture um, and would run with the actual community concept. And so after we realized that, and, and in addition to that, each house took almost a unique personality, um, which created a really awesome blend when we brought all the houses together to create a neighborhood. 
And I remember our first barbecue, which we held, where we had, I think it was only like 30 or 40 people at the time who were living in hub houses. Um, we had like four or five houses. And it was just this amazing, magical experience of everyone coming together for the first time. These were all folks who were new to the area. They didn't know yeah. anyone. And all of them walked away with somebody who they, were, they could become friends with. And after that, they just started hanging out more with each other. And we really created this magical social environment. Yeah. Um, That's incredible. I, I love the idea so much. You start, you st- I mean, you made that point early about how Craigslist, like you, you went to Craigslist and you had to find, and Craigslist is such a powerful site, but it's yeah. so, there's so many frictions and you don't always feel safe and things yeah. like that. Like how, was that like the, was that like the, the, the moment where you realized you had something big and you could really do it? And, and like, what, how did, how did that Craigslist experience kind of guide your, your development? Yeah, well, the thing with Craigslist is that it's it's Craigslist roulette. So every time you're moving into a place on Craigslist, <laughs> yeah, uh, you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, it could be totally. you're moving in with your future best friend. It could be you're moving in with a serial killer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's just, it's, it's not a good experience. Most people don't want to do that. Um, most people do it only because they have to do it. They can't afford anything else. And then some people luck out and find a great group of people just happen to find a great group of people through Craigslist. And then in addition to that, you also have this lack of convenience, which is you have to actually like be in touch with the landlord. If anything breaks, you have to talk to the landlord. If you need furniture, like dishes, you have to bring it yourself and squabble with the housemates or with this app. I remember with all of the housemates where we would split utilities every oh month. My God. Oh and my it was God. just, it was just such a nightmare. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having to keep track of all of that. It was just way too much. And we really wanted to streamline it because we thought, our philosophy is if you can take away all these pain points from shared living, people can just focus on the community and the group of people they're living with, and it can be an awesome experience. Yeah. It's also, it sounds like you've built like uh, the payment stuff in there and sharing all the bills. I mean, that's one of the big friction points of having roommates is like yeah. having to split that. And also, it's like where people get in arguments and things like that. So, have you made it possible for people to do all that through the app or through the website? Yeah, exactly. And we actually, we do like a projected amenities cost. So we say, this is what we think your amenities oh, are going to be. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah. yeah. Prepay this amount. If it's a little higher, a little lower, forget it. We'll just eat the cost. Um, and then we may adjust it in the future. So it's just wow. a very simple experience. I love that. I love that. And you said the word quality, which I really liked. Did yeah. Maybe talk about, because that is kind of the essence of like taking something off Craigslist allows you to focus on the quality. What, how have you guys enhanced that? Well, a lot of it is just removing the pain points and friction points associated with living in a shared house. It starts with the actual house itself, so making that process really smooth and really easy. So before anybody moves in, we have an inspector go out, we're doing our own check, our house coordinators oh are doing Oh my gosh, you have a whole inspecting process. Yeah, yeah, to make sure the house is in good condition. I mean, and every, every once in a while we'll miss you know one or two things, but for the most part, people aren't moving in and it's like, surprise! Everything's totally falling apart. Yeah. The shower um, doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if, if something is not super, not as right, we can set the expectation originally. And you know going in, all right, you know, like it's a little bit of an older house or, you know, like this doesn't work and the hot tub in the back doesn't work. And you know that from the get-go as opposed to being surprised after you move in. Um, but most importantly is in the roommate selection process itself. Um, so up till the first 200 members, uh, me and my co-founder were out there handpicking people who we thought would be a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so important. And now what we do is we actually leverage these folks who are already living in our houses, um, to go and show the new houses for us. So 
everybody That's who's so sl- smart. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. So everybody who's going and selecting the new group of housemates um, are all folks who are a really strong clubhouse culture fit. So they can pick other people who are also strong clubhouse culture fits and can join our community. Wow, that's brilliant. Oh my gosh. And then in terms of like on the landlord side, have you found, are you guys are like the, the in-between, right? You're not, mm-hmm. you don't own the actual house. Is that? Yeah. Have you found that there's some landlords who are just like loving this and are signing up like multiple houses or how does that work? Yeah, yeah. So uh, currently 5% of our houses are owned by landlords who have more than one house in our system. Um, wow. Yeah. So landlords will often, we had one landlord where we signed, I think it was one of our first three houses, which we signed with him. And then a year later he came back and said, my old, te- my other tenant really sucks. Can you just take over this house for me? <laughs> um, she doesn't pay rent in two months. And so once they're, once they start operating through Hubhouse, they get used to getting a guarantee check every month. They get used to having this really streamlined, easy experience. And they, they don't want to go back. It's like getting a property advisor for free. Yeah. Is it is the value, do they make more money in rent on a given, like on a hub house house versus someone who is just maybe like a couple renting the place? Or how mm-hmm. does their economics work out? So it's roughly the same. So the main value add that we're adding on the landlord side is actually the convenience factor. So if you're a landlord, you're dealing with us, you don't have to worry about what happens if the check doesn't come in. You don't have to worry about what happens if my tenant runs off because we're a company and not a family. Yeah. You don't yeah. think about what if they lose their jobs? What if they break something? What's happening to my house? Yeah. <laughs> and you guys work, like if someone does, say if one of the roommates splits town or something like that without paying the rent, you guys can like charge the credit card or do something to make your the landlord and yourselves whole, I assume. Yeah. And we have an insurance policy, but we, we essentially cover that risk. Um, the wow. landlords are guaranteed a certain rent payment every month. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. What, what like kind of metros have you found? Like, are you guys in and, and where are you going next? Like that sounds, this is, this is a, it makes so much sense. Like I, and I think everyone, I, you know, I'm old now, I'm like 41, but when I was in my twenties, I always had multiple roommates. Yeah. And even if it's just your friends, even if you're not looking for other people, this sounds like it makes a ton of, of, of sense because splitting utilities, making sure, you know, nothing weird happens. Everyone's kind of in it together at the same level. That has a lot of value. Like where, where are you guys now? Where are you going? Yeah, so we're currently in the Bay Area in Los Angeles. Um, we're not in SF proper or like Oakland yet. We currently range from South San Francisco down to San Jose. We'll be expanding out our current geo. So we'll be expanding into uh, more cities in the Bay Area as well as in LA. Um, and then um, pretty soon we'll start expanding into other geos. We're not completely sure where we'll be expanding yet. Um, but we have some ideas. Yeah, that's great. Is there something like... Is there something about the Bay Area or LA which made those the perfect test markets or is it, was it you lived here <laughs> so it was easy to start? Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's really what it was. I mean, our, our model works best in major urban areas. So there's currently across the United States like 36 really large major, major urban metropolitan areas. Um, and we do best there because rent's expensive. You're attracting a lot of really young people for new jobs or kind of like wide-eyed, don't really know that many people. Um, there's a lot of great companies. There's oftentimes a great culture in the cities themselves. Um, so we do best in urban areas and 50% of the population is currently, uh, is located in these top 36 major urban areas. Um, so we wanted to pick an area, um, which was like a stereotypical urban area. So SF was great for that. And then I also was living here. I knew the area really well. Um, and so we just happened to start here. Yeah. Have you seen landlords like reconfiguring their apartments 
mm-hmm. to accommodate your model? Like, have, have you, like, maybe adding another bedroom, like, converting a living room into a bedroom mm-hmm. so that three people can live somewhere instead of two people? Like, are you seeing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so our houses are um, five to ten rooms each. Oh, wow, um, I didn't know they were that big. Yeah, yeah, so we're going for really big houses. Um, we've had some landlords uh, do things like that. We had one person who's even interested in building a house for us. So we're going for these really, really big houses. And we have had landlords, we had one person even approach us saying, I want to take a house and do all this remo- this remodeling for you. Um, the issue with that is that you just they just have to go through a little more permitting and we prefer to stay as far away from permitting and the government stuff as we can. Um, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. There have been people yeah. interested in doing things like that for us. Are these like houses that are like quote unquote mansions? Are these like what like... I use the example of Stanford. I know like kind of behind Stanford, there was always mm-hmm. like this friendly group of um, homeowners who would always like kind of what you're saying, like five bedroom houses that would always rent to Stanford students because some of my friends live there. Yeah. Is that the kind of thing you're going for? And Berkeley Hills, maybe the same thing kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And oftentimes these houses are really hard to rent out because when you're at the point where you can pay seven to $8,000 for rent, why not yeah. just buy a house and put down a yeah, mortgage? Yeah, exactly. Do you have any like funny interesting stories about like move like it's probably in the early days especially when Mm -hmm. you like moved in somewhere and you're like oh my gosh this person's crazy (laughs) or unintended things you just couldn't see that you had to kind of learn like yeah some of those learnings along the way yeah we've had a ton of learnings along the way especially with our our very early houses we uh pivoted the model a lot with our first three houses um the biggest one was the utilities thing um, with our uh, first houses, we were charging them utilities after the fact. Um, and that wasn't really a pleasant experience, getting a bill for, you know, like 90 or or $100 a month later. And then there was this back and forth. And so, and so after that, we said, let's set the expectation up front, tell you exactly what we think you'll be getting. And then if we're wrong, we'll adjust it going forward. So as opposed to retroactively backtracking. Well, you probably have a lot more data now. You know what kind of the utility is going to look like in a 10-person house. Yeah. Whereas at the time, there might have been like uh, the consummate terrible roommate who's taking half an hour showers and using all the utilities and everyone's yeah. paying for it. Now you kind of kind of know that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it averages out pretty pretty well. I mean, you might have one person who's you know hogging up a lot of utilities. You also have one person who's using very little. So it tends to tends to average out pretty well to a per person rate. Have you have you had any good uh, love stories like hub house marriages <laughs> or dating relationships? Yeah, we had our first hub house marriage last year. Full disclosure: the couple was dating beforehand, um, but they moved <laughs> that in. Still to- counts. Yeah, that they moved in counts. together and they got married yeah. a year later. Um, unfortunately, they moved out and they got their own. They, I think they bought a house after they moved out, but <laughs> that was still super exciting to see. Um, we've had a lot of hub house romances come up. Especially at events, you know, people will meet. It's a great way to meet people, and naturally, yeah. one part of meeting people is meeting significant others. Yeah. So that's been pretty cool to see. We've also had a lot of uh, really close friendships form out of Hubhouse. Um, some people work together on like business opportunities and projects and all sorts of really cool things. Um, we have folks out in LA who are working on like acting stuff together and projects like that. Up here, we had one pair who was working on like a drone company together to go and photograph. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Really, really bring, it's cool to bring, be bringing people together across the romantic, their interests, working together. Yeah. That's really cool. Have you, have you, have you guys tested the concept in like 
another country? Because I could see this playing really well in like a lot of different countries, not just the United States. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just all about being narrowly focused right now. So we'll start, we're starting in the United States. We'll, we want to be in every major region in the, yeah. every major urban area in the United yeah. States. And then after that, we'll be looking internationally to expand. Have you tried like a college town? Because this, Mm -hmm. you know, I guess maybe it started off at Stanford, right? I guess maybe Mm -hmm. I'm answering my own question. But like, I could see this being amazing at like San Diego State or Arizona State or UCLA or something like that. Like a big public school with lots of students where housing is always tough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So right now we're focusing on a slightly older demographic. We don't age discriminate, but that's just what we tend to attract. Um, Mm -hmm. The average age is 28. So most Ooh. folks are on their first or second job. They're already professionals. Yeah. They're in the yeah. workforce as opposed to undergrads or students still. Yeah. You know, we have people as old as 55. We have one girl as young as 19. Um, but because we have a very specific hubhouse culture fit that we're looking for, we just tend to attract people within a relatively narrow band. That being said, as we scale, one of the things we'll be able to do is attract people who are from more diverse backgrounds. So especially as we collect more data on members, um, we'll be able to segment out different types of the population and manage different yeah. groups differently, which is really exciting yeah. and is an exciting next step for us. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, I, I love what you're doing. What's the future for you guys? Is it just blocking, tackling and go to a couple more metros or what, what gets you up in the morning and excited about the future? I'm continuing to build really strong communities. So... What really excites me about Hubhouse and what, what gets me up in the morning is the fact that we're bringing people together in a really meaningful way. I, I'm really excited to scale and offer it to more people, but I want to make sure that we're continuing to offer the same really meaningful experience for them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What about your team? Like, how did, how did your team come together? And yeah. I don't even, I just know you. Do you have like a co-founder or what's, what's the team's background? Yeah, yeah, I do have a co-founder. Actually, most of our early employees all came from Hubhouses. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah, so our first employee actually lived with me at our first house. And, oh, and she's like, this is a good idea. Let's do this. Yeah, and she, she, she was actually, we actually poached her. She was on the medical school track and she just saw us working on the startup <laughs> <laughs> throwing events for us and said or after a year uh, as we were raising our seed she was like this is awesome can I join you guys full time we were like you want to yes. are you sure yeah yes, sure yes. Uh, and I, I'm really lucky we're, we're really lucky to have her um, and all of our team really fit a similar profile so all of these po- folks are young they really understand community they understand what we're building but at the same time they're deeply experienced in a certain area yeah so half of our employees currently live in hub houses, but we have folks from areas such as we have one girl who's been doing property management commercially for 10 years and used to manage Google buildings in Chicago. Oh, wow. So that's super valuable. Yeah. 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 We have another employee who um, was early at Trulia and worked and saw their sales team grow who's working with our landlords. Um, oh, so she, she probably knows how to like what to, what to look for in a landlord and what's going to be attractive to them. And that's, yeah. that's really smart. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's really a unique blend that we're looking for of folks who get really excited by community, um, by building cultures at scale, um, but also are yeah. really good at something else. I'm kind of curious, going back to something we talked about, where mm-hmm. is it possible that you could actually, the landlords can make more money doing a hub? Like... Obviously, there's a balance, right? There's supply and demand, so you don't mm-hmm. want the people who are living there to be paying too much, or mm-hmm. out, they don't want to be paying over market. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like this type of arrangement could actually yield like more revenue for the landlords too, which landlords are, are very capitalistic people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the most capitalistic people. Yeah. And so they, they understand that, and then they can start going buying more properties and working with you more. It just seems like 
There yeah. might be some movement there. Yeah, so especially as we collect more data on what houses are really good, um, yeah. we want to be able to leverage that a lot more. So down the line, we'll be able to identify what makes a super amazing house and then um, send that to folk, to landlords who may be interested in buying a house. Um, and then they can capitalize on that and yeah. make a little more money on that. That's um, amazing. Yeah, so there are some landlords who are making a little more money than they would if they rented it out market. So it's really about identifying what are these killer hub house homes um, yeah. and then sending folks who investors who are interested to go and buy those homes for us. Yeah, yeah. have you guys worked with any investors? Because I could see you even like um, mm -hmm. having like a special purpose vehicle or something like that where you raise money and yeah. eventually start buying the houses yourself and then you, you kind of... You're your own landlord, yeah. so to speak. So because our focus is on community and building that at scale, everything else is kind of secondary. So yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right now we've not run up too much against supply constraints yet. Yeah. Uh, as we become more supply constrained, that will be an avenue that we push harder. Uh, and we yeah. have had interest from folks um, to do that, but uh, it's just not an area that we've pushed that much yeah. yet. One of my friends was an early, I think was actually a co-founder of WeWork. And oh, they did cool. all their stuff like, uh, his name is Jesse Milton, and they did all their stuff as kind of like partnerships with the landlords. And now they're getting more, you know, more complex and they have more financial resources and can buy stuff. And yeah. Like that. yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is a really cool concept. Maybe you can kind of reiterate where everyone can find you and, you know, like if you're out there looking for a roommate in what, San Francisco Bay Area, yeah. Santa Monica, LA, Santa Monica, yeah, you should yeah. be looking at hubhouse.com. Yeah, exactly. Or if you're looking for uh, to join us on our mission, we are hiring for a bunch of positions. That's um, right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So looking for... Well, it sounds like the best team members start living in a hub house and then they join the team after that. Um, some of them do. Some of them have done the opposite. So they've joined our team. They oh. buy into the... The job and then they're like okay this community is actually pretty cool i can wrap my head around this and then yeah. they want to move in after a month what, or two what am i doing yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah well so, maybe yeah tell everyone where they can find you and, and what's coming up yep um so you can find us at uh thehubhouse.com we're in the bay area we're in los angeles i would love to have you join our community um would also love if you're interested in looking for next career opportunity we're always looking for community oriented folks to join our team and help us build build this rocket ship. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And, and Hubhouse is spelled H-U-B-H-A-U-S dot com. Right? Yeah, thanks for clarifying. It's like, the German, it's like the German spelling of house, I think, or something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And we call all of our houses H-A-U-S-E-S. Uh, -S. Oh, very nice, yeah. very nice. Just adds a little bit of personality. One quick question before we wrap up. Um, is there, like, WeWork has a way of, like, I can drop in, I can have a membership to WeWork and get a lot of the mm -hmm. benefits and then also drop in and... Have you guys explored that or, or is that something you offer already? Uh, that's not something we offer right now because the emphasis is on community and long-term community. So much of that is about taking the time to build the relationships. Yeah. Um, but as we scale, yeah, potentially that that's, that's an avenue we can go. Um, we have a lot of cool things happening all the time. We've had people ask us, can we stay in the community and have access to events even after I leave and can we pay a membership fee? Um, but we just are trying to stay really narrow-minded right now and, and build one thing at a time. Well, Shruti, thank you so much. Hubhouse is amazing. Good for you for coming up with this idea. It sounds like it was like almost every other good idea. Mother of necessity, you know, you, or necessity is the greatest invention or whatever that saying is. And then all of a sudden you realize what an awesome uh, idea it was and good yeah. for you for working on it. And you've been doing it for two years now. Yeah, yeah. It's been a fun ride. Wow, yeah. This is where it gets really fun when you figured it out and now you just yeah. grow and... I'm sure some things will come out of the woodwork and surprise you, but I'm 
sure you learned most of the lessons already. Yeah, and I'm, I'm happy to be with such a talented team right now, and I'm really excited for what's to come. Awesome. All right, well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you as well. Thank you.